Welcome to the Otherworld's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 16. I'm Table for Two, and I'm joined by Melify and Alien Pickle. How are you guys doing? I am doing delightfully well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm, How are you doing? I'm delightfully better. Hey, I was, there he is. I was undelightful for about a week and something there, and now I'm delightful once again. Did you get the COVIDs? Is that what happened? No, I got the kidney stone, brother. And they were like, oh, this will be out in 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, not really. Release was delayed several times. Um, and well, then... the developers didn't think it was going to be a good enough kidney stone, so they had to like put some right. more. <laughs> that, that bastard was in early access for like <laughs> days. Yikes. Must have felt oh. like years, man. I, that I've, I've heard stories is all I can well, say. But... When, when they say... You know, it's like this is the equivalent of childbirth, but then I have to remind them that childbirth usually resolves itself within the day. Mm-hmm. This went on for seven, so yeah. But now it's cool. I got to go back for some follow-up stuff because money's, you know, money's on the table. Sharks are circling. Please come back. Here's all your appointments. <laughs> well, um, let's get right on into the news. We'll just get like right into all this stuff. There's there's a few different uh, pieces of news that have happened over the last couple of weeks that I definitely felt were uh, worthwhile uh, conversation. Um, one of them being uh, the Blizzard Arcade Collection. We didn't really talk about this when it came when it came up, but um, originally I used, play, I used to play Blizzard in the arcade all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> huh. Is that what you're talking about? Was it like, no, that was Nintendo. No, we're uh, talking. We're it, talking about so 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 Blizzard um, has re-released. So you can go right now if you have a if you have a Blizzard account right now, you can actually go and download for free. I believe you still can. In before your... you say the names of the games, right? So there's Lost Vikings, there's uh, Blackthorn, and there's that racing game that they did. Rock and Roll Racing. Part. Um, but I, I don't understand how they would update that or add more games to it. Cause that's like all they got. So, right? so, so hold on. So here's the deal. So, so you could actually download these for free through your, through your, uh, not the, not the blizzard client, but if you go to the website and, and go to your account, like I actually can download these games for free through my account, but they, they have, they're re-releasing them in a package that they've like upscaled them. They've they've done some they've done a number of things to to them and added them to this arcade thing that you can actually get now and play and they've recently added two more games to it they added Lost Vikings two and I believe the other one was RC RPM racing or RPM racing yeah there it is yeah it was the prequel to Rock and Roll Racing did not even know that these existed ever not ever heard of them so. Well, there might be a reason for that. They, I mean, these were very early, what, SNES, Game Boy era um, titles. Yeah. Uh, I do remember the joke in the office at Blizzard was that Blackthorn won best guy with a gun game of, like, 1995. So <laughs> that was apparently an award uh, that was given out. So we were very proud of that. Yeah, I mean, it's real interesting that uh, Blizzard has doubled, like, they haven't doubled down, but they've doubled back on 
their original statements about their classic games because there's there's a point in time where I forget who it was from Blizzard who was like, you think you want this, but you don't. And I think he was <laughs> referring to um, like old versions of WoW, but like mm-hmm. that but, was Morheim, yeah, yeah. But what's so funny yeah. about it is they've partnered with GOG to release uh, the original Diablo and Warcraft one and two on GOG. So you can actually go and get those now. You can actually physically buy them through GOG, which I I think is awesome that they partnered with another company to do that, for one. Um, and two... Well, I almost think it's a brand thing. They don't want those games associated with their, you know, the, the main and, Blizzard brand. And yet, and yet, Lost Vikings, Blackthorn, Rock and Roll well, Racing, you know... This is... this. What this is, is Activision saying you know, tap the back catalog. You gotta, you gotta, you know, produce the box. Um, what do you got? Go, go pull up the couch cushions and see what's, what's hiding under there. And somebody went, Oh, Hey, we've got th- these things. Does that, you think somebody would want to play these? I mean, they're charging $30 for games that they probably spent, you know, a few months on. They threw in a couple extra games, which I think is fantastic to be clear, but it, you know, this is just, this is, creative bankruptcy it's the same reason that hollywood uh is remaking godzilla for the 50th time um or <laughs> like, the latest godzilla not so bad but well fair the enough other ones but, are terrible well that's my point though is that we, we can't come up with anything new right we're, we're getting sequels and we're getting remakes because nobody has like, any original yeah, idea out, out the out the wazoo yeah well i've always thought like it's not just they can't come up with a new IP because you come up with a new IP pretty easy. But I, I feel like, well, we have to break a new brand into the market, but there's already consumer familiarity with this existing brand, right? Like what, mm-hmm. why would you buy a game company like some, some publisher? Uh, I can think of a few, right. They go out of business and then, you buy them and you get their entire catalog of IPs and then you just sit on them forever and never make a game in the, yep. why, why do you, you know, it's it just, wow. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a uh, patent, you know, hoarding it's um, I think the idea is, well, maybe we'll do something with this one day. Right. Um, hell people, somebody bought, uh, was it Thirty Four Studios? The the Kingdoms of Amalur guys. Yeah, Kingdom of Amalur, which they only made one game. It wasn't like hot IP. Why would Thanks you enough. buy that burden? <laughs> like we're gonna buy we're gonna buy a a sack of bad reputation. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, bad association, if nothing else. So yeah, I mean, I just I I. I find it strange, but I think it's a hoarding mentality of well, if we don't get it, someone else might. Um, yeah, that's and that's and that's a real shame, though. It really is because, like, I mean, I like I like Blizzard's like uh, lineup, right? Like, they've got a really great collection of some really great games. I mean, I think we can all agree that there's a lot of stuff that's really good there. But I I think as time has gone on, I mean, they're redoing Diablo two because you know that's everybody's favorite. Right, so nothing can go wrong there. <laughs> Warcraft three, but yeah. you know, um, just, they keep putting out these articles that, like the one in PC Games and over last week, was like, "We're not trying to fix Diablo two, 
<laughs> they, like they just keep putting up like we're not changing anything we're not gonna jack this up you know have have faith we're we're not gonna like alter yeah because they because they royally screwed warcraft 3 <laughs> like yeah. they really did um no, it, 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 okay they, so they broke in warcraft 3 they broke the uh legacy game stuff and you couldn't do the mod stuff and whatever because they basically forced everybody up to the latest client right so even if you had your old cd keys and you've had you had like years ago like i did and imported those into your blizzard account to where you could keep downloading warcraft 3 and play it even even that they've updated it and the only version of the game i can download is this new whatever mangled mess that they gave us but as far as if you had never played the old version and you didn't have like mod history investment in the old version and whatever, but you've never touched Warcraft three before. And then you buy the latest and greatest new version, because that's kind of who it was for. I think was to, you know, get the kids and, in inject the new blood. Yeah. Right. So had, had you never played the old thing, would you be okay with the new thing? I don't know. Actually, a fundamentally broken. Game. I'm the I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> well, but I mean, the, the point is, is it a broke at? Is it a broken game? Well, it was, and it, it came. It, 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 it for broke. for it did come out buggy. It did come out buggy for what it's worth, and they did patch a lot of that stuff. But, um, in term, well, yeah, but like in terms of like everything else, to a, a new person, to the layman who had never touched it before, they probably wouldn't have thought anything was wrong with it. But you know, to someone who's got, but someone who's got like legacy history with the thing, it, it you know, it'd be like going back in and all of a sudden finding like Valve out of nowhere went back and like fundamentally changed how Half Life works, and you're like, wait, what? Like, okay, why? Yeah, it's like there's a lot of stuff in in StarCraft, right? Like, I remember whenever they remastered the original StarCraft, and they were like, there's a lot of bugs and behaviors that are in StarCraft that we did not touch because they actually affect the esports tactics that right. people Right. It's like like if we went back and fixed these glitches then it would really piss people off because they rely on those glitches and they're very well known. So we're not doing it. And and I feel like if they take the exact same stance with Diablo, that's cool. And do do you own that skin pack, the cartoon thing for, for the new... StarCraft? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hope I hope they let that guy do a cartoon skin pack for the new Diablo. Because <laughs> yeah. that would be amazing. But they won't. Um but yeah. Yeah, the cartoon skin pack for StarCraft um is really fun. I, I do enjoy that. But you know, moving moving right along, uh there's some more Blizzard news. We'll just go ahead and try and get the Blizzard stuff out of the way, but um <laughs> Overwatch director Blizzard Jeff news. Yeah, no kidding. Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan <clears throat> is leaving Blizzard for unknown reasons. <laughs> but we can't get Overwatch two out the door. What the hell's going on, guys? Yeah, well, it's Overwatch 1.5, right? Because they were like, well, we're not even going to invalidate Overwatch 1 because Overwatch 2 is just more stuff, but then all think, that content's going to be playable by Overwatch 1 people. I think, I think, I think the, I think, I think the optics for Blizzard right now is very murky. I think there's a, I think, I think there's a lot going on. And I think, I think it all started, I mean, it started going downhill before this, but it kind of escalated with the whole, like, everybody's got phone, right? Like, that, that, I think really turned a lot of people against Blizzard. <laughs> you know, that's when they that's when they turned the corner. Right. It was not a good corner. Yeah. So what they need to do is they need to package up Blizzard for sale 
start a new company and then buy Blizzard from themselves. And then they can kind of like have some distance from it <laughs> and they can quit fucking with it. Well, I mean, Isn't it's been... essentially what Bungie did. Yeah. And more or less, that's what Bungie's done. But I can't say that I've liked everything that Bungie's done since they've left with Overwatch, uh, with not Overwatch, with uh, um, Destiny. But um, for what it's worth, Destiny's gotten better. But I mean, it's still kind of a weird. I mean, I would love to see Blizzard get away from Activision because I feel like a lot of what's going on with all this is is a lot of Activision's push. But I also know that the people that had the heart and soul of what made Blizzard's IP its IP are not there anymore. I mean, we're kind of talking with one right now. <laughs> so, so okay, what's the deal with Blizzard leaving money all over the table because they can't see a cash cow? Like, why... Why is Dota in the hands of Steam <laughs> when Dota was originally built as a mod for Warcraft? Right. Well, that was why, that... why is Auto Chess like right? Why is all the money getting made by like League of Legends? Right. And well, there, there's, there's reasons. There's reasons for that too. One. There's reasons for that too because of the way Blizzard has built a lot of their ecosystem. I mean, I think not just Blizzard, but a lot of companies have built their ecosystems in a way and built their games in a way to where it's not mod friendly. It's not um, supportive in a way that lets you kind of like play with it. I mean, that's that's where a lot of the big things came from. But like even even with the Dota thing, they put new terms on uh Warcraft 3 to prevent the Dota thing in the first place. Like if you make a mod that's so good, we get rights to it. It's like, what? <laughs> that is the most Nintendo thing that's ever happened in Yeah. Yeah, I was just like yeah. It was it was I think it, it was did not land well. That was part of the Warcraft 3 reforged debacle. Right. Yeah. Um and you can understand where it made sense to somebody in the legal department, but had anyone had uh, a brain in their goddamn head at Blizzard, they would have said, no, that's a terrible idea. We're going to piss off all of our fans. Yes, it would have saved us the Dota brand, but no. Like, and this and it, is... Ugh, well, well, no, no, no. I, I know it's getting you fired up because it's getting me fired up because here's what here's 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 how this works. Look at how Valve was built, right? Like, Valve Valve started out with their Half-Life stuff, and then from there, people made mods that eventually Valve, like, scooped up. They gobbled up these mods from the people that made them, hired these people in some cases, and, like, made them into official games through their thing. And then yep. Valve saw, the like, the money on the table that Blizzard was not taking and said, Hey, Dota. <laughs> It's like, you know, how about you come over here, guy, and we'll take care of you, <laughs> you know? And so... Dota was, Dota was like a fan mod project. Exactly. Nation, so it Correct. didn't cost him a dime. It was just free money. Correct. And, and, I, and, well, I think it wasn't even so much, like, because Steam was late to the game, and it was actually the, the, um, uh... Crap! I can't think of their name. The the League of Legends guys, right? Right. Um, Riot. Yeah, Riot. Yeah, it was like those guys that figured out, like, hey, we need to monetize this thing. We'll just kind of put it right put in on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The whole MOBA genre started, you know, with Dota, and 
every and League of Legends figured out how to monetize it the best, and then everybody else went, "Oh wait, there's money in this thing." Okay, well let's get on that gravy train, right? Blizzard did Heroes of the Storm to try to uh, cash in as well because they didn't have Dota. <laughs> because they didn't have Dota. Well, right. they but they sued you know Valve over the name because there were multiple people who worked on the Dota mod. And a couple of them went to Valve and tried to, you know, but Blizzard knew, had somebody that that also worked on it that had rights to the name, allegedly. So that got settled out of court for a bunch of money, I, if I remember correctly, but, um, or maybe no money, I don't quite remember now. But it, I mean, it almost doesn't matter. My, my issue is very personal. Blizzard hired gamers, right? We talk about diversity a lot. Do you mean and, gamers like the good version of the word, or gamers the slur version? Well, I only I only know the good version, right? Okay, to good. me, gamers are my 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 brothers and sisters, my uh, my my friends, right? One of the things that I loved about working at a company who only hired gamers, Blizzard, you bump into somebody, you it's awkward, right? Especially with game sometimes with gamers right people can be a little awkward socially and you could talk about games you could say hey what are you playing lately hey what you know oh yeah cool what how have you liked it like even if you haven't played that game even if you hate that genre you can at least have a conversation with somebody because you've got that touch point of commonality and it made blizzard a i mean it, it's such a uh uh trope to call a company a family but you felt like you were working with people that you would hang out with even if you didn't work together. And everybody had the perspective of the customer because they were the customer. They were the target market. They were the people who we were making games for were, were ourselves. And so you that, don't do the thing that would piss yourself off. So right, because you, you knew instinctively know. it was a terrible goddamn idea. And what has <laughs> happened is as Blizzard has eroded that foundation of its culture of itself, that they've lost that perspective. And to be fair, there are some terrible, awful, toxic cultures in the gaming, like companies. Riot uh, was, was notorious for one of the senior leaders would go around and fart on people, allegedly. That was the the report from multiple employees. Yeah. What kind of frat house bullshit is that? You're a yeah. goddamn adult, right? Like that in a workplace, that's disgusting, right? Yeah. There's no excuse for that. But so so I understand that people, some people might take umbrage with oh a, a culture of gamers, oh that that, but it wasn't like that at Blizzard. I don't know, you know, I don't I don't have the insight to say why or, or anything else. I can just speak to. The experience, experience of yeah, yeah, my experience and the experience of people that I knew and 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 talked about this with, and that's what makes me sad and angry when I read when we talk about stories like this. Is Blizzard lost that core part of its identity somewhere along the way, and I it, it was an erosion, right? This stuff doesn't happen overnight; it just happens slowly. Well, let me ask you but, this. Let me let me ask you this, uh, and, I, and I think I think I think you're you're on to the right track, and to 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 pivot shift to some other news articles. I <laughs> think I think you're on to something because I feel like that's what it's like with Phil Spencer. 
like in the good way. Like I feel like Phil Spencer is a real gamer. Like he's a gamer who gets it, and that's why I feel like the Microsoft brand has made such a pivotal shift in the right direction and like doing a lot of really cool things for gamers. Mm-hmm. Well, and we talk about, you know, executive compensation and things like that as a society, right? You know, should a CEO get paid 10 times, 100 times more than the average worker, things like that. And, and those are difficult, thorny questions and I don't have any, you know, bright answers to. But I can say that, you know, in the case of Phil, he has set the tone for the entire Xbox division. and the buck stops with him ultimately and he makes by and large the right calls they've had a few missteps trying to you know raise the price on xbox live seemed kind of weird but um and that the naming of the series x and s is is terrible i think we've we've agreed objectively as a society that that was really <laughs> dumb um but like yeah he, he gets it and, and he gets gamers because he is one and that's easy. And it's not about, oh, well, he's another white guy. Sure, he's another white guy. But he but his identity is that plus a gamer. And being a gamer, you can appreciate more than just your own perspective because I'm stepping into the shoes of some alien with uh, tentacles for arms when I wake up in the morning to play a game, I'm stepping into the shoes of somebody else. And you know what? I, I believe that that makes it easier to empathize with other people when you step out of yourself and into uh, different characters and have different experiences personally. Right. So, so there's my soapbox for the, for the month. <laughs> so, so like your hat to that hentai shit you play. <laughs> <laughs> We saw it. <laughs> we we got a little scoop into Malefite's personal That's taste. Right. That's there right. we are. Yes, my, but, the, the dark part of my Steam library has been revealed. Okay, there, so but the to, Spencer thing before you guys go run ahead. away from that. So with Phil, it's kind of a cult of personality, sort of. I, I not not so much like because people don't look at the Xbox and they're like, this is the Phil Spencer box, but right. in reality. <laughs> it takes that strong singular personality who then will hire other people that are of similar personality, right. To staff around him. And that way he can kind of multiply his culture. I, I think you can out. do it a few ways, right? You can you, like blizzard to me, high, started with a core of gamers, but they made it a central tenant of the company that they only hired gamers. Well, and, well I mean, I mean like the, the problem with Nintendo right now. Oh, I see. Like we had we had Miyamoto, and he was straight up gamer. And then mm -hmm. when Awada, that was his name, right? Awada. Yep. I think. Okay. Yeah. So Pretty he sure. he was the guy. He was basically like the Jesus of Nintendo. Uh, they still are talking about the guy. He's like you know seven years dead at this point. And it, and it was like those were the golden years where we could we couldn't screw up. And then mm. once he's gone, they're just scrambling, trying to figure out like how to stay afloat, how to pinch pennies, how to like. Yeah, because even because even 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 the U.S. Um, uh, based guy left. I forget his name. Um, Reggie. 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 Yeah. You know, and I and I felt Reggie did a lot of good for Nintendo too, uh, from from the U.S. side of things as well. He he always seemed like the a really great like champion of like Nintendo. Like he was like, hey. 
you know, and Reggie's been around for such a long time, but like to, to kind of go back to it though, with like, I, I feel like I read more negative stories coming out from Blizzard and more positive stories about other things. I read more negative stories about Nintendo and more positive stories about, it's just, it's really strange. Cause I'm like, I'm striving and I'm kind of like hungry for something good from some of these other companies. But like, I mean, again, you hear like with PlayStation, you know, with Sony, like you know, the whole like PS3 and PS Vita stuff, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, we got to reverse course on this hard, you know, and it's just like, don't worry, those those stores right. are going to continue operations now. And then meanwhile... Oh, tell me the name of the guy at PlayStation. Can't. Like, right. And who's <laughs> who's what's the name of the guy at Nintendo? Can't. Uh, I, I used to know the new... Well, Bowser's I the know, new... I know the, Bowser is oh, the Bowser. new yeah, uh, never, U.S. head. That's only because... Bowser his name is bowser right, right. like that's, that's the only, the only reason, reason he's memorable at all yeah right oh. right so maybe these companies need to look at their at their like up to down vote ratio as far as like what the what the content of the media is about them it's like oh yeah we had 10 negative stories and two positives meanwhile over at microsoft well mm-hmm. and so seriously like but meanwhile over at microsoft so we, we you know the sony thing happened but now Microsoft is actually, and this isn't necessarily Phil Spencer, but Microsoft as a company wants you to be able to build video games at your kitchen table. And so they're coming out with this new program called uh, I'd at Azure. And um, they're, I, I actually signed up f- to be on their like you know information list. I sent, I sent them an email. I was like, hey, add me to your, like, your press releases. Um, cause like, I, I really want to know more about this cause apparently they're wanting to start putting out tools like what you see with unity or like what you see with Epic. It seems like they're uh, with, with unreal. I, it looks like Microsoft might want to be putting out some of their own tools to let people make games in their ecosystems as well. Yeah. They, they, the ID program, uh, was their like indie, um, publishing, uh, brand for in the back to the 360 era i think late 360 era so it's been around for a while and it's really just you know helping indie developers get into the ecosystem because um you know a lot of the console manufacturers everything is set up for triple a publishers triple a games and uh, you know the indies had no idea how to navigate that, and so they they tried to make it a little easier. It seems like this is a really cool extension of that by putting the tools in the cloud, so you don't even have to have, uh, you know, an Xbox dev, you know, set up for a dev station. Although they let you do that too with any retail Xbox, which is amazing. Right. Um, it used to be those dev. Uh, I know the the dev kits for some of the older consoles were twelve hundred dollars new. Forget about you know, uh, five, six years into the life cycle. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I'm excited about that. I think, you know, the more you make those tools accessible, the better games you're going to get, the more games you're going to get. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, I, I, I really look forward forward to seeing what they're going to do more with that, with their cloud platforming, you know, cause I'm, I'm looking at some stuff too recently with like unreal engine, just seeing all the kind of, crazy new technologies that are coming out for unreal engine or people that are building in unreal or like plugins to work with unreal to to do all kinds of crazy stuff i i get really excited about those things because it just it just means um the possibilities are endless for better games because you look at like the you know you want to talk about made by gamers 
I, I see so many really great things coming from like game communities or like, um, like not for profit, like, you know, people are like a community based, like something mod or game or something like that. And usually it's like, why is this so freaking good and not triple a like developed? Like, you know, I having conversations with, with a friend of ours and on our discord last night, it's just, you know, he was, he was getting frustrated at the, at the notion and the idea that a lot of these triple A games coming out right now are just so lackluster or they, they get released fully bugged and then they, they have to get patched through the first year of the cycle of the game. And just more and more, you're starting to see that as we're like all these community based made games and stuff like that, all these, you know, um, from mod teams to just some independent stuff, they're all across the board. They're usually better or more interesting than, you know, a lot of these triple A stuff. Um, but I mean, to each their own too, but like, you know, I, I think, I think Microsoft is, is, is heading in a lot of right directions for this. Another thing that they're finally doing though, is they're, um, they're slowly, they're slowly getting away from their Xbox live gold stuff. And one of the ways that they're doing that is their, their free to play games are actually finally free to play. So if you, if there's a game that's supposed to be free to play on the Xbox, you no longer have to have an Xbox live gold account to be able to play it online. So that, that's a, that's a nice new like thing to have, you know, just slowly getting away from that. Are they altering the, uh, the games with gold thing? Cause you used to get like two free games. That's, that's still and... a thing. That's still a thing. But the the stuff that's like an actual like this game's free and you can play it for free but I can't play it online because I don't have an Xbox Live Gold account. Well now anything that's a free to play game, you can play it online. Yeah, I just find it kind of odd interesting that they have two ways of, you know, it's like okay, I I have the Game Pass, so I get like this big library of games plus I also get to permanently acquire two games a month through the other thing. Right, so I'm I'm just surprised that they have not unified that at this point. Yeah, it, I think they uh, the games with gold will go away at some point because it doesn't right. really make sense anymore. Well, but it was a direct, or it was a direct answer to PlayStation, who when they added uh, the requirement to have PS Plus to play online, right. were giving away games, and so Microsoft felt like they had to compete. No, no, I, I understand. I'm just wondering, like, have they quit selling gold and now all you can get is the game pass? So then they just wait for the gold members. I have not, I, ha I have not seen, I have not seen Xbox Live Gold as a thing for sale. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I've personally not seen it. The only thing I see all over the place, plastered everywhere, is Game Pass. Yeah, I, gold is still around, and when they rate, when they went to raise the price, they were going to double the price from five to ten bucks a month, uh, a while back now, uh, a few months ago, and they they backpedaled on that and said, you know, hey, we're sorry, um, bad bad call, but we're going to keep gold around because we do want people to have the option to just do gold and not be forced into game pass. Um, yeah. you know, I, that's like, that's like saying like, well, we want you to have the, the option to, uh, you know, do the substandard thing. But, <laughs> you know, if you insist on being dumb, you can still do it because we just don't want to hear you whine. We're not giving you mm -hmm. traction to whine. 
Well, and they've got, you know, all the cards printed up. They're in all the stores for gold still, you know, so I, I suspect they may just kind of let it wind down uh, over the next few years, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. They could just say, like, gold and Game Pass, same thing. So if you buy the gold card, you're buying that, you know, it's all just e-bucks anyway. Uh, that's that's a other thing, too, is, like, I wish that these companies would get away from, like, well, $10 is actually 10,000 freaking, like, magic stones. So then the game costs 10,000 magic stones to buy the whatever and it's like oh you mean ten dollars no 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 you can't say that it's magic stones <laughs> it's our weird currency but but what'll happen is like t okay you buy ten dollars you get ten thousand magic stones and the and the thing that you want to buy costs 850 so now you got 150 that there's no way to spend so then i the only way to spend it is to throw more money it right yep. so and I think that's why they did it, because you will always have change rattling around and just be like, oh, well, I need to yep. end this. It, it just, I despise it. That's, yeah. All right. Well, fortunately, we we don't have all bad news this uh, this episode. Well, that's a disappointment. I know, I know. One of the things that both uh, Table for Two and I are actually pretty excited about is a new Kickstarter. Uh, Pie Packer is the name of it, which not in love with the name, but the service, the, the concept behind it is pretty interesting. Uh, Hunter, do you want to run us through that or... No, man, you're, you're, this is, you take it away. I've, I've been going right. off a lot. You take this one. So, uh... Pie Packer consists of two parts. One is an online service which adds multiplayer to retro games. We're talking uh, NES. We're talking Genesis. Uh, they just unlocked uh, Game Boy Game Boy Color games, and there's video chat integrated. They're going to be adding Twitch chat. Uh, or Twitch integration as part of their Kickstarter if they hit enough uh, enough backers or enough funding. Um, and the other component of that, so like there is a this online service, it is free, but if you're using the free service, you have to have the console in order to play games. If you pay for the online service, you uh, can bring your own your own games, your own ROMs. Um, which of course you've legitimately obtained or dunked yourself. Um, so wait, if I have their console, right? Mm -hmm. This physical now, okay. Back to the beginning. So they call it a pie packer, right? Right. And, and I'll refrain from the other joke. Commenting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it kind of, uh, it kind of gives the misleading thing that this would be for a raspberry pie because pie Packer, right, right right it is nothing to do with the raspberry pi at all have a raspberry pi in it uh it? it may i don't know what they what hardware they're okay, using that's a very strange name to to use and it, is it pie or pi pie okay even weirder strange yeah, thing i i don't have an explanation but all the cake box whatever <laughs> 
Well, they could have called it Ouya too, and probably. Oh, yikes! <laughs> well, oh, I bet you those rights are that's, cheap. That's, that's a I'm name saying. I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> so, why didn't, so they, why didn't they tap Macho Man Randy Savage for the Ouya? Ouya, Ouya, <laughs> missed opportunity for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so the other thing about the Pipe Hacker is it, it has a you know console that has uh, a cartridge slot and you can actually put cartridge-based games into it um they have adapters for different sizes oh that's what i was going to say is like can it does that mean if i have an nes snes genesis like collection of cartridges then i just pop adapters and it'll run all of those yes and you can play them online is the big selling point or uh with local multiplayer so they do have four USB ports on this little console. You can hook up, you know, uh, any variety of controllers uh, and play locally. So I know Hunter got the lifetime subscription to the online service. Uh, He and I both think that'll be a pretty fun, you know, community uh, type of thing, especially because you can stream it on Twitch. And the nice thing about it is, is only one of us actually has to have the premium thing and then we can invite anybody to play with us. Cause right, because it's, it's browser you based. Get, you get the the physical console. No, 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 no. We the... we we didn't do we didn't do the physical console package. So the cool thing is, is they had a digital only package at ninety dollars for the lifetime thing that does not include the hardware. The hardware was like a hundred and eighty something to actually get the hardware too. Yeah. But if you don't need the hardware, you can supply your own ROMs, which I've got a whole bunch of like physical carts already that I've dumped my ROMs to. Um, you know, I can, I well, can and, and let's those. be real, like you can get ROMs in the Sega Genesis collection on Steam because it's just an emulator running those ROMs. And if There's you know what too. to do, you can yeah. go in and extract the ROMs yourself and use them with PyPacker. Right. And so what I find weird, though, is a system like PyPacker, like if they if they said 100 percent ROM set, right, like everything Genesis ever or what God, Nintendo is like the the real win right because nintendo will kick your door in and shoot your dog if you're like even letting people play roms in in your retro gaming barcade right <laughs> so uh, how do you actually have a license for not only first party nintendo and genesis stuff but all that third party stuff as well you don't because it's bringing your own Right, they're they're not making any any claims uh, as to what you're gonna play. But if I bought if I bought the hardware, does it come with ROMs? No, 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 no. All of this is based on you supplying the games and ROMs yourself. They're just providing the technology and the hardware to let you play them with people. Okay, so I don't know why that that emulator hardware box would be of any attraction to me at all. Then, if you don't have the physical cartridges. It's probably not of interest, but okay, a lot so of people have, have, have a physical cart. You can plug it in and then play it. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Sure. So there's times, right. When it's like, Hey man, we should play like, you know, insert console game yep. together. And that would be cool. I'm surprised that there just is no solution that sorts that out already. Well, yeah, so. So, I, don't, I don't need to hold on webcam social so, bullshit. So, on so the here's side. the deal. So here's the deal. There's emulators that are out there right now that will let you 
do certain things like that. So, like, there there have been Super Nintendo emulators, there's been N64 emulators and such like that, that'll let you do net play, right? So, like, you can do net play with your friends, but the the configuration is very kludgy with that kind of stuff, and it can be kind of challenging to try and get all that kind of stuff set up. There have been emulators even beyond that with, like, newer consoles for, like, let's say, GameCube, PlayStation 2, and such, where... Um, third-party people have made uh, virtual networks. Like, Excellent Kai is a great example where you can actually take a physical GameCube and someone playing on an emulator and they can play together over the internet. Um, But what this is is trying to do is it's bringing in the social aspect of it, like, say, like, hey, I want to play this Super Nintendo game. Let's just use Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. I want to play Super Mario Kart with my friends, but I can't really do that because, you know, they live XYZ away. So this way, I can use their premium service and send you an invite, and all you have to do is open up your web browser and plug your favorite controller in, and we're off to the races, quite literally. Um, And there's integration with Twitch, you know, that's going to be coming, hopefully, if they get that thing unlocked. Um, but you know, it'll let you play all of these games with their system. So I, I'm pretty excited about the option of being able to like fire up a game, fire up a ROM, or even if you have your own hardware, like plugging the hardware in and like plugging that cartridge in and saying, Hey, like, let's play, you know, Donkey Kong country together or some shit like that. Right. So if now, you, if you don't have the hardware stuff, do you just go to a web page and you're actually yep. playing a browser emulator? Yep. Cause basically. that's kind of. Yeah. Well, and here's and here's a little trick. Right now, if you want to, and I this is just uh, this is a thing that oh, exists here, online. Here comes archive.org. Archive.org is where you can go right now and you can actually find games on archive.org and it loads a main version of the emulator in the browser. Um and I was showing a buddy of mine the other day cuz he had never heard of this. I was like, "Yeah, look, you want to play Super Mario?" Like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Through your browser. So so if you had the if you had a Chrome extension that is the retro emulator, right? And then that could also connect to another person running a Chrome em- emulator extension. You've just basically invented this fudge packer thing, right? And and at that point we don't need them. Yeah, but nobody's done it, right? I mean, this is I I don't think that they're doing anything technology-wise that that can't be done at PyPacker, but they're the ones doing it, and they're the ones kind of pulling it all together uh, at this point. So it'll be interesting okay. to see. Maybe people will you know, make a, a third-party solution to do the same it, thing. It's cool. So how much does it cost for a, for a lifetime super no-hardware membership? 100 bucks. Wow. Yeah, that's worth it. That's cool. As long yeah. as it... Uh, it better outlive me for a hundred. Yeah. Well, you'd hope that you'd at least get a few years out of, you know, um, but to me, I did do the hardware and I'll explain why. Um, you can, with the hardware, have multiple people sitting together and play online. So in my family room, in my media room, the kid, you know, one of my kids and I could sit down and start playing or all of us could play locally, but 
Um, I have other ways to do that. Then you but, can add an extra person in remote. Exactly. And so Hunter, you know, a table for two could could jump online and play with uh, Sushi and me sitting on the couch at our house. And like, I think that's kind of convenient. Right. It's not to say that I couldn't figure out a way to do that. But I, right. And I and, and yeah. I, I agree like there because I, I was having that debate with Mellified too at one point. just like if I've already got hardware to be able to play it here, I don't feel like I need extra hardware in order to do the online component. If I've already yeah. got the if I've already got the hardware in the games here, I can just dump the ROMs and play just the virtual version of what I want to do like online. I don't need to spend the extra money for the hardware because if I'm going to play locally, I'll just play locally with my stuff that I already have. Um, but if, yes. if we're not but, the burden of there being multiple different hardware, like SNES, Genesis, you know, all the different things. But, if they could sell just a cartridge, right, that you put in your Sega, and then it's got a network jack on the cartridge plus a flash slot that you stick an SD card and put all your ROMs. I mean, that'd be and cool then, too. I mean, that'd be that'd you'd be cool have to too. But one for each console, and that would not fly. Well, and and here's and here's the fun fun thing about it though. Like, I I think too of the other application. Like, let's say you have this old cart of um whatever insert X game here. So like you know if if Melify and Sushi were playing it on a Saturday afternoon on one thing and they're like oh well we could probably get a third person in on this they could just pop that cart into the other hardware and then invite me to come play with them you know it's just like you know they don't need I don't know I I do see the applications of all of it and I think that's why it's nice that they've provided options because for me right now I don't have kids you know it's just the only gamer in the house right now is just me and my wife only plays certain things casually and you know I do plan on building out a man cave and like a land party center in my basement Um, more information on that to come later but um, you know i I don't have an application for for it right now. Maybe down the road, you know, I might order the hardware from them or something like that. But at at the moment, it's not really necessary for my setup. But I definitely see the application of having the physical hardware for others. I I think if I had, I do not collect physical things. I'm actually considering selling my GameCube uh, disc that I've you know capped because I know they're worth something. Um, I have the super limited edition of the American release of X, the master levels for, um, was it Ocarina of Time? No, it was, um, well, no, uh, they, they, they did, they did do a, um, the, the, the master dungeon level for Ocarina of Time. So they came out with an Ocarina of Time disc where like, it was like, you can play the original Ocarina of Time or you can play like the, um. The, the hard levels, yes. Right, where they, so like, I have that, the... and it, the only way you could get it was to, like, mail away to Nintendo and order it uh, for a very short window. So, like, I have one of those. That's actually worth some money. You know, we're talking, you know, uh, hundreds of dollars at least. So if Nintendo were not silly, they would do something like, here's the, the Zelda collection, and it's every stinking Zelda game on one disc right or cartridge, cartridge. You know, right and, and it's and it's like here's the zelda collection everything zelda that's ever been in one piece of media yep. for a hundred bucks bam yeah right and then you don't have to you don't have to like chase after different hardware or roms mm-hmm. or anything and they're selling you a physical thing 
that you can't just copy or whatever and and it would be the solution for people that are a fan of that or like the the 20 gig every kirby game ever the you know we saw that rom oh, set floating God. around I, uh, and well the, no comment on who uh, did it but but it's but it's the thing of like that that's what made me think of it i'm just like you know i never really played the kirby stuff a lot of people really like some kirby stuff the only place i know kirby from is is kind of smash and that's that's a funny ass mechanic where you just like suck up people and spit them out cool <laughs> and steal their like, powers yeah so it, it's it's like uh-huh i would i would maybe be down for like give me let well me i will say this it's a kirby set yeah, well, and that and that just goes back to the whole Nintendo thing on, like, they just need to release some of their stuff on PC. But for what it's worth, the Kirby's Epic Yarn was actually a really clever game, and I enjoyed it a lot. But, so the Kirby thing could actually be like the Master Chief collection, except it's yeah. Kirby. Well, well let's, so, let's... Go ahead. So let me finish my thought from earlier, how we got sidetracked. I was just going to say, I don't collect physical stuff. The physical stuff that I have collected, I'm thinking of getting rid of, because I don't want to keep that stuff. But I, so I don't really use, I don't imagine I'll use the cartridge slot ever, but there are original consoles that I own where I have a flash cart, you know, um, and I've loaded up the games onto the flash cart so I don't have to switch discs or switch cartridges uh, on those, on those classic consoles. So, you know, there, there are possibilities that way too, but ultimately um, I think the hardware is a nice to have. The service, though, sounds really, really cool if it delivers on all the things they're promising. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, um, moving on through the news, speaking of like player created content that is, you know, free and really cool. Um, so there was an MMO called Star Wars Galaxies that has died. But uh, fan com fan communities have revived the game, right? And there's one really notable fan community. It's probably got the largest population and the biggest following, which is called uh, Star Wars Galaxies Legends. They have been working for the last several years, and they put out a trailer for their first expansion content, unofficial expansion to Star Wars Galaxies that they've made called Bespin, the City in the Clouds expansion. And they've meticulously gone through and recreated almost the entire city of Bespin from Empire Strikes Back. It's the Cloud City, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, and it is extremely detailed. There's a lot to it. It's probably the most expansive and detailed version of Cloud City that we've ever seen in a video game. And I just think they it's... altered the game. Yeah, I pray that they alter it no further. Um, but they, they've, they've done some wonderful things and this drops on May the 4th. So on Star Wars day, May the 4th, um, you'll be able to, um, update your game to get this new expansion that they've come out with. There's a full, there's a full new quest line series that gets you to cloud city. Um, uh, there's, there's quests through the city. They've up, like done all kinds of new points of interest and stuff. So if you've ever played in a, a star Wars galaxy game, it's like any other planet. They've added in a whole new slew of th things just for this expansion. And uh, I dare say if it's not one of the most impressive things I've seen a community do, um, well, those guys, they're the guys that got space flight working when like none of the other emulator guys could. And then they went in and like fleshed a bunch of stuff out. They've, they've put in like missing content things and, and whatnot before. Right. But this yeah. is the first time 
they've this dumped is like new. a whole DLC of content. Right. Brand brand new, like stuff. all fair yep, one hundred percent brand new oh. content. New 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 outfits, new costumes, like new new like um uh, achievements like all kinds of stuff so this they've they've been their goal is to try and get everything in that was in the game from like the end when it when it when it officially went out right so they're they're still working on trying to put in all of those things but on the side they've also been working on new content and that's where this comes into play yeah and i'm most interested to see does the new stuff that they put in did did they uh did they kind of jank it down so that it blends well with the old stuff? Or is it actually like a, a clear different, like, Oh, I'm in the modern stuff now. And this actually looks way better. It's, um, it's, it's, it's halfway. It's halfway. So, I mean, like texturally, it looks better. It's the first city that actually has roads. Um, uh -huh. None of the, none of the other cities in the game actually have physical roads. So like being a city in the clouds, it's kind of, it's more, it's more, um, how do you how do you put it? It's more industrial, I feel like maybe, um, where whereas the other cities are kind of like dirt paths or implied streets and stuff like that. This actually has like you know go go down like Calrissian Avenue and take a left on Solo Drive or something like that. Like they they actually have like real streets, um, which is kind of cool. Um, new vehicles, cool. new. Um, all kinds of new stuff. Like they, they, they've been putting a lot of work into it. So hats off to those guys, um, for, for doing that. That's some pretty impressive stuff. So you can go see the trailer for it now. And then the content drops on May the 4th. So if you're into that, go check it out. Um, I wonder if their servers are going to be able to handle it. I don't know. This um, is, I mean, this is you like how many people are playing the game though too like active, how many people are active, come back? active population on a regular basis is 1500 which is yeah. not small for yeah. for a community-led project like this right so you figure everybody that's ever played it that has an interest in it this is the the thing on the day to come back and get a look right, right. and a lot of people that have never played it before because i think they they actually do you have to bring your own discs, or you just get you the do. launcher? You do. Star Wars, okay. Star Wars Galaxy's Legends technically requires you to, to bring your own discs. However, I'll give you guys a hint. If you go to Reddit, <laughs> on the SWG okay. subreddit, there's actually links to backup discs. If you need to get backup discs because you've lost your original discs, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you can go and get them there. Turn. Something like That's that. That's cool. I'm, I'm super good with this. So, so a little I'm, bit I'm of thinking, yeah, I'm just uh, thinking like everybody that's ever dipped their toe in those waters is going to be coming back on that day, and good luck, servers. You're gonna need it. I'll I'll wait to the fifth. <laughs> well, and that's, and for what it, generally a good policy. And well, and for what it's worth too, I I know because I've talked to some of the developers and I'm I'm in some of the the these Discord servers where some of these guys work on this stuff. The, the Star Wars Galaxy server is not um, uh, resource-friendly. Like, it takes a lot of resources to run just a single server. Like, I mean, you're talking about a lot of RAM um, just to just to run a single planet. Um, so it... And, you know, given all the planets that they have in the game before they added in their own stuff, it's uh, quite impressive. So... 
But uh, any hoozle, moving on. Um, Mellified posted this the other day on our Discord, and I kind of chuckled at it. But it's this new Fire Cuda gaming hard drive from uh, what's the name of this company? Is this uh, uh, Seagate? Who, who's making Seagate, this? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it's uh, they, there's two versions of it. it. Well, there's a few versions of it, really. There's their um, there's 16 terabyte Fire, you know, Cuda gaming hub. Um, which has an, a 16 and an 8 terabyte uh, uh, ver- variant of that. And then they have their Firecuda Gaming hard drive, which goes from 1 to 5, 1, 2, and 5 terabytes of capacity. Um, it's meant to be kind of like overflow storage for your games, and it can also act as a backup. Um, but make sure if you're going to use it for loading games that you've got fast USB connectors. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I can say about that. <laughs> what are what your... is different between that thing and just some off-the-shelf SSD external USB thing? RGB. Okay, I was just it making sure. Up. Well, so yeah, so it, it optimizes it, my ROMs. Right, so that... it does, and it gives you higher frame rates too. It's proven. Oh, um, <laughs> like the orcs paint their shit red so that it goes faster. You get an extra inch of movement on the table if your vehicle's red. Right. Come down. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, a little bit of gaming history trivia I thought was interesting. The original Xbox was uh, very resource constrained, particularly RAM. And uh, Morrowind, the big open world RPG, was actually released on the original Xbox, including both expansions. And in order to do that, Bethesda actually figured out a way to reboot the Xbox without you noticing to basically make sure as much RAM was available as possible. Um, just such a neat little hack to, uh, you know, make sure the game could actually be played was, I thought was pretty neat. Pretty fun. Was that just like the, the thing would blink black for like a, a second and then it's back. Yep. But, mm. so that's interesting how they would do that and bypass, like not only just all the startup stuff, but actually having to like reload the game state or something to yeah yeah they did it pretty like early in the game right okay i was gonna say like did they oh so it's not like mid-game we see you're running out of resources we need to reboot your stuff please hold uh it it was actually like in in booting up they wanted to make sure that you were clean boot and hadn't like hot swapped over or something Hmm. i don't know it's a good question well because i could like you know you're like two hours into the game and it's like, ah, oh, frame rate's starting to get kind of bad. And then it blinks and then it's back and it's like, Oh, everything's fixed now. What happened? Mm. Yeah, that would be interesting. It would be well, another, another community like related gaming news. Uh, this is just more again, you know, I guess, uh, valve has not given us a portal three. So the community decided to say, Hey, we'll make it. And so they did. Um, Portal Reloaded came out uh, not too long ago. Um, it was a community-made, um, I guess you can call it, uh, add-on or expansion to Portal 2 that incorporates a third portal element. So you have your normal, like, you know, uh, blue portal, red portal, whatever color you want to call it. Um, but they added in a, a time-variant portal that allows you to also shift through time. So you could actually, so it actually takes you from the present to the future, 
And if you do something in the present, like drop a, like a cube or something like that, that cube will then present itself in the future and you can manipulate that cube in the future, including it bringing back with you to the present in order to uh, accomplish varying degrees of tasks and stuff like that. It gets very tricky and it's, um, it definitely messes with my head a little bit trying to like understand the the time variance because there's even there's even one where you actually because there's the momentum tricks right you you put a portal on the ceiling you put one on the on the ground and it's like you endlessly fall or you can use it to like launch yourself across a room well they do the same kind of trick with like you can also like launch yourself across a room but through time <laughs> so it it gets it gets kind of kind of wacky and uh Props off to those guys. Again, these community-made projects, man, uh, they're pretty awesome. I love them. Yeah, I, I, I am. I remember breaking my brain a few times playing through Portal, but holy smokes, that this game sounds uh, fantastic and can't beat the price. F R E E. Everybody loves it. You have to own a, a copy of you know Portal Two, of course, but yeah. Um. We've been playing, the three of us, uh, for a few hours, the latest Stellaris update, uh, patch 3.0. Paradox has used science fiction author names for each of their patches, and uh, this is the Dick update, as in Philip K. Dick. Hey, Um, did you get that Dick update yet? That's right. Um, I'm going to download the expansion for mine. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, we've been having, I, I've there. enjoyed it. I've been <laughs> playing a single player game as well, but uh, I thought our multiplayer was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, which we need to, we need to get in there and finish because, uh, yeah. well, I don't, I don't want to go into too many details, but, uh, but I was uh, super winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that what you think? What's going on? Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll I'm go with telling that. you. I'm telling you that from the from the role playing perspective, yeah. I'm. <laughs> okay, so, I I will give you that. The, the play has been uh, top notch in our in our game. There's a little there's a little RP going on, but I I'll definitely call it the People's Republic of Alien Pickle. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The glory, glorious leader pickle. Dem- yes. Democrat, yes, the glorious pickle, in the democratic space republic of Pickle-mania. pickle, pickle mania, Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, that's funny. No, we're having a good like, time though. It's actually, I used to, I used to not want to touch Stellaris mainly because of just they were constantly updating it, they were constantly changing the gameplay and how it functioned and stuff like that. And I was like, this is a fully released game. I was, I didn't buy this in EA. Why are they changing the game on me? And yeah, I just, I stopped playing it for a while. And then with this latest Nemesis DLC, I got real curious in it, and I've actually been rather enjoying it. So. A lot of the changes, I think, were well-intentioned, but uh, didn't always come out with the amount of polish that I think they needed to really pull it off. And I think my impression, at least, is they kind of held back features and put them all into the 3.0 update and really tried to add some more polish to it. I think it paid off. Um, The game can... Like, I love to play on the biggest galaxy with a ton of aliens and you know, get research all the techs and be into the in-game stuff about halfway through the game. Um, and guess what? Sometimes that makes the game 
feel a little a little drag like it's dragging in the end that's kind of my own fault um and i think that's something uh that people forget is the game has so many knobs and sliders you can customize your experience and really find something that you enjoy um i do know a lot of people who play stellaris really through the first you know or through about two-thirds of the game and then when they get to the end game they they go on to a new game but I do think the beginning is is where Stellaris really shines. The storytelling, uh, in particular, if you get some of the community mods that add more more content, more variety, um, it can be super super engaging. Yeah. So do this. Do the community made story things? Do they equal or surpass the paid for ones? Like I don't know why I would throw down ten bucks for their canned mission stuff whenever the community can just endlessly generate that stuff for free. So. Yeah, I, I think they're they're both good. Like I I but yeah, I think you could probably get away without the story packs, uh DLCs and just do community mods for a lot so, of it. One thing that I feel in Stellaris where maybe they're turning the corner, right, is in the beginning it was a super generic 4X, right? Where it didn't really have it wasn't its own thing. It was just like, well, you can get in here and like pretend it's Star Trek or Star Wars or Master of Orion or, you know, but we're not going to force on you like what this game is. We don't have our own separate personality. And mm -hmm. now it's kind of maybe developing into that. Um, but I think that's a lot of things that was just like features that weren't there. Like, dude, there there hasn't been a spy system until just now. For how long has this game been out? And, it, and I couldn't do any kind of, like, uh, set spies over there to sabotage stuff or steal tech. Yeah, the espionage stuff is really cool. Yeah, and it, it's well implemented, but it's like, you know, before people would be like, well, this isn't how it would be in Star Trek, so it doesn't feel right. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know what, this is Stellaris now. So yeah. it's what it is, because it finally has a, uh, an identity of its own. Jim, have you so been spying we... on me? Is that what's going on? We would never spy on our friends. Oh. In... Uh-huh. You are our best friends. Uh -huh. Everyone. Yes. Uh -huh. And. Um, Got it. Okay. And, Good to know. Be unaware of our nuclear programs. <laughs> Good to know. Well, um, well, as we're rounding out some of our um, news here. PlayStation. Well, let's save the let's save the good one for last. Uh, Amazon cancels Lord of the Rings MMO after dispute with Tencent. Um, kind of not surprised, I guess. Well, I, the, the the disappointing part about this, from Amazon's perspective, is they have what is rumored to be the biggest television show ever in terms of budget. Uh, a new Lord of the Rings series set in the second age. The the movies and stuff were all set in the third age. And um, the the allegedly Amazon has spent a billion with a B dollars on this TV show. So I'm sure they would have liked to have a Lord of the Rings MMO to tie into that and cross promote and do all of that. Um, but apparently maybe they just decided it wasn't worth fighting uh over the rights anymore and there's and there's are and there's already a lord of the rings mmo out there right now anyway so 
if they were making it in Lumberyard because it'll, it'll be like yet another Star Citizen story. It's like Yumber, Lum, Lumberyard claims yet another victim. Well, I mean, Amazon's making, I uh, already got an MMO in the process, right? Like, the, what was, what's the name of the one that they've got right now? Uh, New exactly. World. Yeah, yeah, New Worlds. That's that's right. I just haven't tried it out yet myself, so I don't know much about it. I just know it exists. Yeah, well, it's out in beta, too. It's not released yet, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, got I... pulled back and completely refactored as well. They were just like, yeah, we're just going to completely reboot this thing. I'm, I'm yeah, just saying, think... it's right there, curse, dude. Anything that's made with that cry engine is doomed. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's been some articles that have talked a lot about Amazon struggles trying to break into the game industry and and uh, some speculation on why they failed. I would encourage folks to go read some of those articles and make up their their minds. But, but bro, they're remaking Lord of the Rings in Unreal, and it's awesome. Stop. Uh, no, they oh could use God. they could use that. Um, that uh unreal engine like open world generating thing that you showed me yeah that would be amazing for an open world game because you could actually have like a one-to-one scale planet if you wanted to yep it is pretty cool tech i will admit um and then to round out our stories here sony has finally implemented um uh 1080p (laughs) streaming support for their streaming service uh 1080p it's the future good if you're for the people that have PlayStation 5 or does this apply to everybody uh i believe it's for everybody you, you playstation now is sony's uh streaming service that lets you stream oh, yeah, ps3 yeah. games so um well, i thought you meant stream up to the, no the like stream now. down to your pc or playstation uh, because the PS4 quite famously does not have PS3 backward compatibility. And so this was their solution. Um, I suspect the reason that they didn't have 1080p before is that the PS3 games were all, you know, 720p pretty much anyway, but they've been adding more PS4 games to the service that you can stream. And so I guess maybe they figured it was time to, to bump up the resolution. It just, just made me laugh because it seemed weird to hear like Stadia talk about 4K streaming and they're just adding 1080p. Pretty, pretty freaking weird. Well, is there I any... think the, St- the Stadia's 4K, like bandwidth to send a 4K image is pretty hot, right? So yep. well... I, wonder if it, I wonder if Stadia was really like 720p just scaled up craftily to 4K. Take, it it take... was actually. They they revealed that and there's a there's a lawsuit going on right now, a uh, class action lawsuit against them for false advertising as a result. Of course there is. Well, and I'd yeah. also say take 4K with a grain of salt, like in general. Like, are you, you know, it's yeah. I just I'm gonna leave that one on the table. <laughs> um, I, that leads I back did... to this clickbait YouTube. Like human eye can't see above sixty <laughs> FPS. Right. Well, it's yeah, not even one thing... it's not even about that though. Like I'm just saying, like in general, like when you're talking about trying to stream 4K gameplay, there's something else being sacrificed, right? Like there it may have a 4K resolution, you know, in air quotes, but something else is being sacrificed to help present that to you. You mean like chickens? <laughs> 
kind of way. Not no. I don't. I don't mean sacrificial. I mean like. Oh, <laughs> it's like. It's like somebody with their console in the back, like yama 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 yama. Oh god. Um, uh, I I did want to mention because we're talking about cloud stuff. Um, X Cloud, the Xbox Cloud service, uh, is doing their PC and iOS beta uh, for uh, Ultimate customers but it's rolling out in stages so microsoft uh, send me a, a key give folks. me an invite give me an invite well it's funny is i got an invite uh yesterday late last night it came in my inbox and i clicked through and it was saying i wasn't eligible so i don't know like where the disconnect is because they emailed me and told me to go here and play and then i went there to play and it told me no you can't so i'm hoping that'll get sorted out soon but uh, I am very interested to see how that looks. Right, because uh, you're you're an iOS user, and it would be good for you. I I'm, I'm already an Android, so I've been using it on Android with great success. And I'm really looking forward to trying out through the browser, just being able to, it's like a try-before-you-buy kind of a scenario. Like, do I really want to install this on my machine? Let me try this game out. Um, yeah, well, and I've, I've got, at this point, um, a bunch of consoles wired up through uh, an HDMI 2.0, kvm into a capture card into my pc kind of taking uh spiritual uh guidance from you table um in, in running everything through the capture card and it's great because i love being able to just have a window on my desktop that's actually a, a, a n64 or a gamecube or whatever um but i haven't done that with the series x or ps5 because they're hdmi 2.1 and i actually have a tv that can do hdmi 2.1 as well so all of which is to say i would really really like the feature that was available for the xbox one where you could stream to your desktop pc um, and there was third-party software to do it for mac but that hasn't been available for the series x so i'm hoping as part of this rollout we'll get the uh in-home streaming features as well as the cloud streaming um, cause I actually will use the, the in-home streaming continue constantly, I'm sure. So are you, are you saying that I'm like the guru or something like that? Like the love I, guru? I'm saying I liked your idea. I oh, good. And I has spent way too long watching YouTube videos explaining which capture card and which capture software offers the lowest latency. Um, because that is the one arguable downside is you're you're adding a little bit of you know extra layers between you and the the system yeah but. my my elgato hd60s has proven very um very responsive and very reliable so i've been very happy with that yeah it's just interesting because if you use the elgato 4k capture software it adds about 60 milliseconds over obs Wow. All right. Like same same hardware, just the depending on the software. So that's been I, I just well, switched to OBS and myself. That's, and that's interesting that you're using OBS because I was just using Wow. All right. That's crazy. I didn't even I didn't even realize that that was gonna be the thing. Hmm. I'll have to look into I, that yeah, well, sometime. You know, I'm just kind of going off of some, some Also, yeah, you're using the four K, I'm not. So that that might be where okay. uh I am not, yeah, I'm using the, the Elgato 4K software, but I am on a, um, I'm on a HD60S Plus, so it's pass-through 4K capture 1080p. Hmm. Well, uh, there it is. Anyway. Any any other news, yeah. gentlemen? 
I don't think so. We, of course, have our big and exciting community giveaway lined up. We are giving away 100 bucks, and we hit 100 users. Uh, it's really a way to encourage people to get their friends to join the community, help the community grow. Um, we'd love to give that away real soon now. So please, uh, please help us out. Ask some friends to to come join us. We're already over halfway there, so yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting closer all the time. So tell all your friends. The hardest the part about building a community is just getting the word out. So that's really why we're we're and, doing this. And unfortunately, getting the word out means that we're only doing the podcast right now because I'm still in transition. So like you know, probably come end of May, the uh, the campaigning will start to get a little harder. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and when you're not home, we can we can talk. No, I know you've got an apartment, and it's even got internet. It's like the future. Oh my god. Well, yes. Um, so please, we check also out- have community game nights on Fridays. So please come uh, check it out. Join the Discord. We played some Among Us last night. Uh, as we, we had, record this, we had an interesting uh, one last night. Though it was like it was like a it was like a social Among Us. So it was like we were all like hanging out and chatting while playing at the same time. So it made the uh, it made the interactions a lot more interesting instead of this like constant silence all the time. So it was very enjoyable. Well, intense silence too, right? It's this the. They talk about cutting the the silence with a knife. Like that was what it always feels like playing Among Us to me. Yeah. So. So it was not that, which yeah. was fun. Yeah, and it made it made it very entertaining because you know we were able to like swap stories and tell jokes and just have a really good time with it. So. You told jokes. I don't remember that part. Not me specifically. I'm <laughs> saying you know we collectively. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm oh just giving a hard time. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Yeah. This is um. <laughs> sorry jim um and this has been episode number 16 uh we'll definitely see you guys in the next one and thanks for joining us as always like malified said you guys can catch us over on our discord server at discord.otherworlds.gg if you also go to www.otherworlds.gg you can get links to all of our things um you know, including diff- different different places where you can find the podcast, social media, all that kind of stuff. So, our Cthulhu uh, donation site. Yes, that's right. Um, so we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for joining. Yahoo.